Hello. Hello. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Kim. Welcome to season two, episode 12, part two of the Massive Fans Book Club podcast. Dude, can you believe we finished Ackermouth today? No. I'm not How okay. Happen? I don't know, but I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm I am, so not okay. I am not doing well. Okay. <laughs> I'm suffering from serious emotional trauma. Yeah. Yeah. And like you and I were talking offline about how like, so this, so Akamath we did in sort of 12 episodes, but some got broken yep. up into two parters. So like 15 ish episodes. So about right. 15 weeks. So like we basically did a semester of Akamath. <laughs> Welcome to your college course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We basically just like threw everybody into Akamath 101, except for the fact that it, we totally took it way above the 101 level and took it into like doctorate level bullshit. But <laughs> Well, yeah, we did. That being said, um, I will I, I will just round it out by saying when I studied abroad, they warned us that we would have this weird problem where when we came back, we'd have a hard time readjusting. And everyone thought that sounded like bullshit. We were like, why would I have a hard time readjusting after one semester away? Oh man, it was so hard and emotional and horrible. And I feel like that's how coming off of Akamath is going to be. <laughs> I'm having the same like sweats about it where I'm like, I can't, I'm, I was so exciting, so much adrenaline and now I'm exhausted and also scared. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just kind of like, wow. Well, luckily, luckily we'll take, we'll, we'll get into it, but we're all going to take a short break before we get into act war. So we'll all recover pretty well. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, anyways, before we get into this, uh, reminders and announcements. Okay. Reminder. This podcast is not for little ears and is more or less PG-13. And then this one, it's probably going to be because of all the cussing we do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is, huh? (laughs) You'll understand when you get there. If you haven't read it or whatever, you'll understand. We're not, we are not well. Also, please remember to rate and review us if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. This will help us get our show out to other fellow survivors of mass destruction. And if you listen on a platform such as Spotify, where you can't rate and review, feel free to send us a love note, either in a DM on Instagram or Facebook or on our website, because we would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. As for announcements, since we are wrapping up Akamath today and next Monday is Columbus Day, Indigenous Peoples Day, or for our fellow friends up in Canada, Thanksgiving. Oh, I forgot um, about this, Canadian Thanksgiving. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's Canadian Thanksgiving next next Monday. Um, and despite uh, any feelings one way or the other about any or all of those, many offices and school systems are closed that day. So we yep. are taking the day off and from posting a new episode. So the next episode will be following that. The following week though, we will be dropping a bonus episode that we are super excited about. Matt will be joining us again to discuss this book from a dude's perspective and we can't wait. I'm excited. So our first episode of Akawar will drop on November 1st. And with that, you can expect some new stuff like new mm-hmm. intro music and info Yay! on how to, I know I'm so freaking excited for the new intro music, guys. <laughs> it's so cool, you guys. It's so good. <laughs> 
And we'll also be sharing info on how you can support this podcast and access some fun bonus content in the next couple of months. So that's super fun that's and exciting. Right. <laughs> it's going to really be a good time. So we hope you make sure to tune back in and put all these new exciting changes in place for you. Yes. And as our final announcement, we have another guest. Kara, aka Books and Barbells, is back with us to announce the winners of the Saving Corinthian Challenge. So listen at the end of this episode or check out socials tomorrow for the winners. And with that, you got leathers on, Kelsey? Oh boy. I don't think I don't think any amount of fighting leathers or steel or ash arrows is gonna get us out of this one. I don't think so either. I don't. It's hard, um, but yeah. it's time. Okay. All right. Okay. It's time guys. We ended last week with Farrah's sisters showing up as the cliffhanger. This chapter opens with this was some new hell, some new level of nightmare. I even went so far as to try to wake myself up. Boy. And we learned that Elaine is sobbing and Nesta is disheveled and out of breath for fighting from fighting back apparently like a wildcat. Oh, Nesta. I know, right? The King of Highburn launches into like a bunch of babble that can basically be summed up as this. He didn't really care about the Book of Breathings until he found out that Reese was sniffing around looking for it. Then he decided who better to send to the human lands than Jurian. So he tasked Jurian with convincing the Queens to aid in their cause. And the part of this two-page babble session that's important is basically just this line. Jurian was right to warn their majesties that you'd try to take the book and that you would feed them lies of love and goodness when he had seen what the High Lord of the Night Court was capable of. And basically, the reason this matters is because of like what I was saying last episode, which is all of Akawar and the fact that we don't get turned into dust at the end of this book hinges on Tamlin being an idiot and the King of Highburn giving so few fucks that he doesn't bother to fact check nothing. Exactly. So like the point of that whole two paragraph, like two page babble session where he's like, and then like I sent Jurian and Jurian was like, these guys are assholes. Like the whole point of this is that like the Highburn has like fallen for this whole like King of Nightmares bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he's fallen for this whole, like it's the court of nightmares, not the court of, you know, fucking whatever. Like, he has so few fucks to give that he has just like fallen for it. <laughs> it, it it's kind of mind boggling. Yeah. I, would, I, I agree. So we just have to like tuck that in the back of our minds because I'm convinced that's the only reason we even managed to like survive to act war. <laughs> True. Feyre, both pissed off about her sisters and tired of hearing this guy talk, starts threatening him. And the king says the weirdest fucking thing slaughter ultimatums they wish to end life i desire to give it and like that's not mm. i mean i know what he's alluding to but like that's not really mm -hmm. what he's about to do so like i don't know that i would call what he's gonna do giving life i feel like that's a stretch <laughs> I, well yeah it, it's definitely a stretch not something i would i would call life giving either yeah so life altering yeah sure life sure giving, yeah no seems questionable <laughs> anyways the Word eldest choices. yeah the eldest queen says then show us prove this gift you mentioned 
And the king explains he plans to grant them eternal life. I mean, you can see where this is going, but Feyre's internal monologue gives us a really good nugget of observation. The youngest queen, the dark-haired one, smiled slightly, arrogant youth, and bitter old age. Only the two others, the two who were white and black, seemed to hesitate, stepping closer to each other and their towering guards. So basically, like, old bitch and young bitch both want to live forever, and the two in the middle are like, I don't know about this. Exactly. The twins. Mm -hmm. But the eldest queen pipes up again, show us, demonstrate it can be done, that it is safe. Which is like, I call BS. <laughs> and you're dealing- she's such a fucking bitch. Okay, first of all, she's such a bitch. But then second of all, like, I call BS on this. Show it's it's safe. How are we going to do that? We're dealing with magic shit. I don't think there's like a way to trial and error this. Like, I don't think you get a trial run. I feel like you either just like do the thing or you don't do the thing. I don't see how a magic right. dress rehearsal tells you much since like it stands to reason that the king could easily use one spell on the, you know- magic you know mouse yeah like we could be like okay we're gonna test this on this mouse i mean he could use you know magic that you know doesn't kill it then and then use magic that does kill you 10 minutes later <laughs> so like i don't understand this logic but who am i uh, i'm i'm still with you yeah so the king agrees pointing out that it's why he asked his dear friend Ianthe, jesus christ this fucking bitch <laughs> he asks Quote, who Feyre Archeron would appreciate having with her for eternity, thus supplying him with her two sisters. Now, uh, yeah, apparently this is like where the king went off script because he had apparently asked Tamlin and Lucian, but they kind of brushed him off, didn't give him an answer, didn't give him any info. And supposedly Tamlin didn't know that Ianthe gave up Feyre's sisters to the king I'm not sure how much I believe all of that or how much I believe that he's shocked. <laughs> he's acting shocked, but I just don't know how many fucks he has to give, truthfully, since he was clearly ready to do anything to get favor back. Yeah. So, like, I understand. He's so mentally stable. Right. Like, I understand that he apparently did not, like, actually give over her sister's names to the King of Highburn. I get it. Like, he didn't go, like, find Nesta and Elaine himself. I get that Tamlin did not do that. But, like, he was willing to do anything, and he was stupid enough to leave Anthony just, like, chilling in his court, so I'm sorry, but it's still his fault. <laughs> mm -hmm. He opened the door. Yeah. Lucian, though, I believe is fucking dumbfounded. <laughs> because he apparently just mumbles. She sold you, she sold out Feyre's family to you. <laughs> Like, clearly he is shocked, like, not shocked by what Auntie did, because, like, she is who she is, but just, like, shocked yeah. that this is the whole series of events at this point. Like, I feel like if my man could have a do-over at this point, he's thinking he'd go back in time, go to any court that was not the spring court to hide out from his family. Like, I think he's having regrets. He's having some hashtag regrets. <laughs> yes, he is. Like, really? If he were smart, he'd go to, like, the day court. Yeah, he's like, you know. get me out of here. But I digress. <laughs> the king readies the cauldron and gives a quick warning. I would suggest bracing yourselves. And he says this just before a flash of white light explodes through the room. Reese, ever the hero, covers Pharaoh with his body. 
like, and they're thrown to the floor and he's yelling out in pain. And Cassian is too, because he has outstretched his wings that are being currently shredded because he's trying to shield as, and Feyre's internal monologue notes that Cassian's screams are the most horrific sound she has ever heard. And like, I don't want to get too spoilery, but I mean, we all know what we know. We've already discussed this it's to some extent, but I wish that we knew what Nesta's face looked like when that happened. Because if this is the most yeah. horrific thing that Feyre has ever heard, I would love to know what Nesta is feeling at this moment. But I guess she's just shook, okay? Like, I don't think, I guess in fairness, we don't know because she's also just screaming. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Lots of screaming lots of screaming like they're dealing with their own problems right now because don't forget they are still gagged and sobbing and you know despite all of it despite their own terror um elaine actually tries to scream to pharaoh a warning because tamlin is now trying to grab her and pharaoh throws a knife at him missing but she does get out of his reach and Moore is just fucking pissed now and she tries to go after the king but as she does he retaliates by going after Azriel and like hurting him so she's forced to drop her knife and try to save him some pain somehow as still has enough energy to look at the king and snarl don't you touch her which is just like a lot and Farah notes that there's something something she can't really read in the look between Moore and Azriel and it doesn't matter <laughs> because for any of us True. who have happened to read after war and beyond we can say do not read into this moment it never comes back <laughs> at least so far it has yet to come back like i yeah i'm not sure if we thought we were doing a thing here or what but i don't know it's just weird to me the favorite takes a moment to be like and then they have this look that i don't understand okay well <laughs> then if you were going to note that i was hoping it was going to come back but since it doesn't I don't know what you're doing, my friend, but um, either way, it's still just like a really heavy, horrible thing. Like, it's just really hard to like, I'm trying to keep it light, but it's really hard to like picture like Mm -hmm. Cassian's like bleeding out. Asriel is bleeding out. Everybody is just screaming. Like, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's chaos of hell and bad. Yeah. Feyre actually tries to get to Cassian to give her blood to him, but the guards yank her away. And the king says, please refrain from getting any stupid ideas, Resand. If any of you interfere, the shadow singer dies. Pity about the other brute's wings. Yo, sidebar, can I throw in another casting suggestion? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> um, I uh, bring to the table Vigo Mortensen for the king of Highburn. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, you know where else he would be good hmm. if he's not Highburn. You know who else he could play really well. You do tell. It just popped in my head, Baron. Oh yes, yes, I could see either one of those, and I guess it's because, like, even though I can't personally say that, like, I've seen him play a villain, I just feel like his line delivery, like, he has a way of Absolutely. lacking the right amount of fucks. <laughs> And I feel, I feel like the King of Highburn does not have fucks, you know? So. Yeah, zero, zero fucks. To and give. I feel like Viggo Mortensen would deliver that beautifully. Anyways. I like that. I hadn't yeah. thought of that. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. they 
go to put Elaine in the cauldron and Tamlin and Lucian actually open their mouths and tell the king to knock it off. But that just like falls on deaf ears. In fact, when Tamlin reminds the king that this was never part of their deal that they had struck, the king simply says, I don't care. And he ends up tying magic leashes around Tamlin and Lucian's necks so that they can't move. Feyre actually makes a mental note that, quote, on the ground beside Tamlin, his single eye wide, Lucian had the good sense to look horrified as he glanced between Elaine and the High Lord. Like I said, I think my man Lucian really, like, this is not what he signed up for today. <laughs> no. He did not wake up this morning thinking this shit was going to happen. No. I, I, I actually agree. Feyre makes one last ditch effort to beg the king to leave her sisters alone, pointing out that they don't need to test the cauldron. She and Jurian are both proof it works and is relatively safe. And again, I kind of call BS on this, but you know, it was worth a shot. (laughs) Sure. The eldest queen is a royal bitch though and says, you are a thief and a liar. You conspired with our sister. Your punishment should be the same as hers. Consider this a gift instead. Like what a fucking lunatic. I can't say it. I just. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, we've been trying to keep it light, but shit goes down and gets really fucking dark. Darker than it already is. People, let me tell you. Elaine is dragged to the cauldron and shoved under like, water and smoke and the only sound that they can hear is Nesta screaming and Cassian moaning in pain as he tries to drag himself over to her and then the cauldron tips over on its side and washes out all the water and smoke and Elaine with her newly pointy ears and her soaking nightgown all clinging to her and her mouth still gagged and Nesta starts roaring again and the queens just gasp I suppose a delight as this is what they want for themselves Now, I'm not sure what possesses the king to continue and put Nesta in, given it seems like this would be all the proof the queens would need, but he does. He calls for, quote, the Hellcat to be dragged in. And she- That's a good description of her. I think so too. And she goes silently for the most part. And Cassian, who's barely conscious, is like twitching, but unable to move. Lucian is actually the one who pipes up about Elaine still being on the floor and demands that somebody get her up. There was a flare of light and a scrape, and then Lucian was stalking towards Elaine, free of his restraints. Tamlin remained leashed on the ground, a gag of white iridescent magic in his mouth now, but his eyes were on Lucian as as Lucian took off his jacket, kneeling before Elaine. Put a pin in this moment, okay, folks? Mm-hmm. It's coming. Feyre notes internally as the guards drag Nesta to the cauldron that there was the torture that I had endured, that Reese had endured, and then there was this, which I think is just so heavy. And I think she means because in the past, if something was going wrong, she could actually play an active role. There was a plan. There were moves to be made. But this time, all she can do is watch. And this is exactly Mm -hmm. what Reese always feared the most. Helplessness. Yep. Yep. Completely. My eyes met with those of my mate. Agony rippled in that violent stare. (laughs) Violet stare. Rage and guilt and utter agony. The mirror of my own. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, how heartbreaking. (laughs) Ugh. Ugh. 
All right. Well, they hoist Nesta into the cauldron and Cassian is stirring. He's bleeding everywhere. He's twitching. He's unable to do anything. And Nesta is just raging and fighting back so hard that the king is now getting irritated and yells, put her under. And in a last badass move before being put under, she throws her arm out of the cauldron and points a single finger at the king. I'm assuming, I gotta be honest, presumably I think she's flicking him off <laughs> because the quote is vague, but says one finger, a curse and a damning, a promise. I mean, I just really feel like Nessa would be like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think it's just think. any old single finger, but anyway, Pharaoh loses it as Nessa is put under and she just vomits everywhere. And the guards, I guess, decide that she can't go anywhere anyway. So they let her go and she goes to Reese and Reese and Pharaoh are now like by Cassian's side and they're just, you know, everybody's just kind of stunned. The cauldron turns on its side and dumps Nesta out and Lucian actually picks up Elaine to get her out of the way. And Nesta is different different from mm-hmm. Elaine. Feyre's not sure how she knows, but she feels it. As if the cauldron in making her had been forced to give more than it wanted. As if Nesta had fought even after she went under and had decided that if she was to be dragged into hell, she was taking the cauldron with her. As if that finger she'd pointed was now a death promise to the king of Highburn. Go Nesta. Right? Oh, and then Feyre says that she sees three things about Nesta. Rage, power, and cunning. Mm -hmm. And then the world stops. I kind of imagine this all being kind of slow motion-y because now the world stops being slow motion-y and weird. And Nesta just charges for Lucian, screaming, get off her, meaning a lane. And and yeah, like Nesta's charging at Lucian, screaming, yeah, get off a lane, essentially. And Cassian is still trying to get to Nesta, like my poor dude. But Feyre isn't looking at Cassian. She's looking at Elaine, who is now looking over Nesta's shoulder at Lucian, who through a broken whisper reveals to Elaine, you're my mate. (gasps) What the fuck, guys? What? 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 (laughs) And the chapter ends there, and it's like, what? What? Just, what? What just happened? Yeah. Okay. So that's okay because now we're just going to go into the next chapter. The next chapter. Uh, everybody's kind of stunned, you know, uh, except Nesta, who announces she is no such thing. Like everybody's just silent, and Nesta's like, "Nope." <laughs> and then the king. Chimes, yeah. Then the king chimes in. Interesting. So very interesting. See. I show you not once, but twice that it is safe. Who should like to be made first? Perhaps you'll get a handsome Fay Lord as your mate too. And just like, guys, what a mess. <laughs> what a freaking mess. So the youngest queen steps forward like, yeah, boy, let's do this. Uh, but I'm Reese, in. Yeah, she's like, let's do this. Uh, Fay boy for me. Um, <laughs> but Reese pipes up about how maybe the king would like to make a bargain with him. But Feyre gives off a big nope energy. (laughs) No, no more bargains, no more sacrifices, no more giving himself away piece by piece. No more. And if the king refused, if there was nothing to do but watch my friends die, I could not accept it. I could not endure it. 
not that. And for Reese, for the family I'd found, they had not needed me, not really, only to nullify the cauldron. I had failed them just as I had failed my sisters whose lives I'd now shattered. Like, woo, woo, Fela's feeling the things. She's feeling the things. She's feeling some serious guilt here, people. I thought of all the things. Yeah. She's like, I thought of all the things I wanted to paint and never would, but for them, for my family, both of my blood and my choosing for my mate, the idea that hit me did not seem so frightening. Oh boy. I really hope that Reese picks up what she's putting down because she should really get a Tony award winning performance. She's given like a Tony award winning performance here. (laughs) Well, in this case, Emmy. Emmy, but, yeah. fine. Yeah. No, maybe we don't, we don't know. She could, she could burst in a song. <laughs> this could be a musical episode. You don't fucking know. Um, but yeah. It would still be, it would still be an Emmy because it's on TV. Oh, I'm not talking about that. I just was making a joke that oh. in my mind, this could be anything. She could get a Tony well, for it the could. play and in I her totally head. Go- <laughs> hey girl, I agree. I mean, let's give her the Oscar. Well, let's just, you yeah. know, let's give her the EGOT. And, there and we go and be done with it. I like it. Let's do it. Um, because she's about to do a full fucking performance, y'all. Oh, oh. for the win. She drops to her knees, like spasming, and just this burst of white light everywhere. And she takes her hands from her face after this explosion of light and breathes, Tamlin? A brief look at the inner circle's confusion tells us that they're not in on the jig. She, they have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but she continues, Tamlin, where? And then she turns to Reese. What did you do to me? What did you do? But down the bond, she's desperately trying to reach Reese. She's telling him to play along. And whether or not he really hears her, he does. How did you get free? Jurian is like what the king is like what like everybody's like what (laughs) and Feyre just like really leans into this whole thing she is scrambling to Tamlin begging him to take her home and the idiot falls right into her trap still shouting down like he's such a fucking idiot still shouting down the bond to Reese to get her sisters out she says to Tamlin don't let him take me I don't want to go back but then she looks at Moore, who is sobbing, and Feyre realizes that Moore knows what is happening. So she plays along too, and she looks at Reese and says, what did you do to that girl? And Reese and Feyre play a final game together. She actually says something like that in her internal monologue, where she's like, one mm-hmm. more game. How did you do it, Feyre? And she... Woo! She just risks it all. She turns to the king and tells him to break their bond. She claims that Reese made her do it. And Reese can't help it. A no escapes his lips. And honestly, I think this is like the hardest part of the whole book to read because Mm -hmm. logically we know that he knows that this isn't real, but we also know that something could go wrong at any moment. Absolutely. And we know that this is hurting him enough that he almost forgets to play his part. Exactly. 
Poor guy. And we've never seen that before. We've never seen him really struck well, save for the one, you know, <laughs> javelin throw it, <laughs> Amarantha. But um, for the most part, we've never seen him break character, if you will. True. And he's having yeah, a I mean, really true. He's having a really hard time with this. He is really on that line between playing his part and saying really what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. She begs the king and Reese again, saying, like, she's like, you know, break the bond. Don't make me go back. And Reese is saying no. And he says no multiple more times. And there's like this big struggle bus of a moment where they're just like kind of going back and forth. Like everybody's kind of repeating themselves a lot. (laughs) Break, break the bond. Don't take, don't let me take me back. I want to go home. Meaning she's saying the spring court, she's saying this Tamlin Reese being like, no. And then we kind of like start the whole thing again. (laughs) And the thing is, Feyre needs to play this so carefully because remember she's got to be careful enough to get everything she wants at once basically like six birds one stone you know yeah so she says no more no more death no more killing no more take me home and let them go tell him it's part of the bargain and let them go but no more please so she's begging tamlin but she's like kind of like grandfathering everybody in she's like take me home break the bond but don't hurt nobody (laughs) but i also like her very careful word choice Mm -hmm. break the bargain oh no she at one point fucking says break the bond which was why i was like bitch you're getting a little right but there's a bond there is no but there's a bond with that bargain i know but that is that's why i said what i said which is like she gotta be fucking careful what she asked for and why it's like we Mm -hmm. know that reese knows but something could fucking go wrong so this is a risky Mm -hmm. business true it's just a lot it's just a lot it is and now cassian is looking at Feyre, and she sees that even though he has like heavily glossed over like pained eyes that he understands too what she is doing and she takes a moment and notes in her head, the court of dreams. I had belonged to a court of dreams and dreamers. And she looks to Tamlin and repeats, no more, take me home. And so he turns to the king and basically reiterates her terms that she just fucking said, because apparently we're just like all sexist and she can't stand for herself here, uh, but whatever. It's not. The king is like, I honestly don't care about any of you. So sure, sure. And Reese says no again. And like I said, I guess he's now like playing his part, but honestly, it's also him screaming no over and over again is kind of an outlet uh, because yeah. that's like all he can say and still be playing his part in this. Right. So Tamlin goes off about how he doesn't give a shit that Reese, like that Reese is about to lose his mate and he needs to get over it and blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't know, this is kind of where I get confused because like, I feel like this is not how mating bonds work. (laughs) Like, I agree. I feel like (laughs) Tamlin lives under a fucking rock. Like, I sort of understand that the King of Highburn just like gives no fucks. That's why I was like, I feel like the point of the King of Highburn is he just really doesn't give any fucks. Like he got what he wanted, which is like the exactly. queen's on his side. And he now happens to be able to also have the book of breathings. He, you know, thinks. And so mm-hmm. like, he thinks he's got all the things he wanted. Book of breathings, cauldron, queens. I don't give a fuck about the rest of you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like, yeah. he's not really paying really close attention. I don't think it's just kind of like, <laughs> this is amusing. Mm-hmm. 
but Tamlin should know better. <laughs> like Tamlin, I feel annoyed because I feel like when I said, like, put a pin in it earlier, like when Lucian walks over and he's like helping Elaine and he's giving Elaine his jacket and like, he hasn't said you're my mate yet. I feel like Tamlin looks at him because Tamlin knows. I feel like Tamlin's like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck. Like that's Lucian, that's Lucian's mate. Damn, dude. So like, you're gonna tell me that this fucker can like spot Lucian's mate from a mile away. But he still, honest to God, believes that Feyre could be his mate dumb fuck like i just do not understand what rocky lives lives under and like i also don't understand how somebody would fake a fucking bond you know what i mean like we are now all like i said we're just banking on everybody being stupider than hell because we are banking on this whole thing being like we're favorites like he made me have a mating bond like break the bond like we are banking on the king of highburn thinking that's a thing and tamlin believing it Uh, yeah (laughs) and it i i I'm I'm still I'm I'm totally gobsmacked. Yeah. I just don't yeah, my brain cannot like wrap around the whole thing. Anyways, we get more do it, don't do it, kind of back and forth. And finally the king points at Feyre's arm tattoo and she starts screaming as pain tears through her chest and her left arm. But the king pointed at me and I screamed. Tamlin gripped my arms as I screamed and screamed at the pain that tore through my chest, my left arm. Reeson was on the ground roaring, and I thought he might have said my name, might have bellowed it as I thrashed and sobbed. I was being shredded. I was dying. I was dying. No, no, I didn't want it. I didn't want to. And a crack sounded in my ears, and the world cleaved in two as the bond snapped. And like, this is so like, thank God there's another chapter because this is like such a shitty place to end because it's like I said, like, we all know that they think they're playing a game. They think that we are going to just break that little itty bitty once a month bargain. But like, this seems a little extreme for all of that. But that's just, yeah, that's just my two cents. And uh, well, that's, well, where the, that's, that's where the chapter ends. Uh, so, so Kim, please. Tell us you have good news. Chapter 67. Probably not, though, huh? Not a lot, no. <laughs> that really? Chapter 67. Farah <sighs> faints. And I'm about to, too, so I feel that. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally like, I feel like somebody's like walloped me a few times. It was so hard to read all of the quotes because I was like, (laughs) (laughs) well, yeah. And now I'm just like, uh, I'm like sweating. (laughs) So Feyre faints when she comes to Moore is hauling Reese away, who is laying on the floor, panting. His eyes are wild and his fingers are literally clenching and unclenching. Tamlin, being the douchebag that Tamlin is, comes over and he rips the glove off of her left hand. Mm-hmm. Skin's bare. No tattoo. That cool tattoo is all gone. Go bye-bye. Yep. No more bargain. Woohoo. No more Hades Persephone Sarah deals. Just starts. 
I know. It's so sad. And Pharaoh is just sobbing and crying. And Tamlin comes around and he wraps his arms around her. And I want to read what her response to this. <laughs> please do. Please do. Every inch of them felt wrong. I nearly gagged on his scent. <laughs> Which sidebar, guys? I'm laughing really hard because, as you may recall, we gave away a Lucian themed candle for our 1,000 downloads and listens. And I'm just thinking about how, like, Kim and I have sort of come up with a scent profile for Tamlin, but like the main ingredient, guys, is dirt. <laughs> dirt and grass. And I feel like this is so accurate. I nearly gagged. Yeah, I sort of feel like the scent profile we came up with Tam- for Tamlin was kind of like, yeah, like it's not a scent that smells bad, but it's like overwhelming <laughs> and kind of odd. <laughs> And I feel like this is so accurate. <laughs> yeah. There is a reason we didn't give that candle away. Let's just say that for now. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it there. And blood is all over his hands because, well, both Azrael and Cassian are bleeding all over the floor. And she says, Moore runs over and grabs Elaine and, and, and Nesta. And winnows out with them. And down the bond, down the mating bond, Farah told Reese that she had wiped out the wards around the castle. Well, she tries to tell him anyway. We, can, we don't know for sure that he's getting these messages. She's yelling them kind of one way. She's trying to tell him, like, just keep playing the part. Like, take my sister. The right. wards are down. And she doesn't know if he's hearing. And yeah. Get them out of here. She doesn't yeah, know if he's getting any of this, of but she does know that Moore specifically winnows over to grab the sisters to basically say, look, Reese, I can winnow. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Like Moore has figured out even if Reese is too busy struggling with this emotionally. Yes. Yes. I finally got it back. All right. I'm going to just start over again from. Go for it. Okay. So, chapter 67. After all of this, after the bond gets broken, Farah faints. And she as, comes to. As will I. As would I. <laughs> and, and Reese is laying on the floor, panting, fingers clenching, unclenching. Tamlin reaches over, grabs the glove on her left hand, rips it off, and her hand is bare. So the beautiful tattoo from the bargain is gone. No tattoo. Her hand is Fair's, naked. I know. It's such Again, a cool tattoo. I know. She got naked hands and no more Hades Persephone deals. Oh, no. It's sad. Very sad. More let um, Thera is crying and crying. And Tamlin comes over and he wraps his arms around her and as she says i love this <laughs> every inch of them felt wrong i nearly <laughs> gagged on his scent i'm just saying guys you may remember that we gave away a lucian themed candle 
for yes. our 1,000 downloads and uh, listens. And um, there's a reason it was the Lucian themed candle and not the Tamlin themed candle, guys. Because Kim and I are working on a scent profile for him, but right now it's mostly dirt. <laughs> grass. It's not dirt and grass. It's not necessarily a bad smell, but it's not like one you would pick. So <laughs> we're no. going to have to just circle back on that. We're putting a pin in that one. We'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Reese is crawling back to Azrael and Cassian. And his rasping breaths are literally just tearing Feyre apart. Poor girl mm-hmm. is just, she's devastated. Mm-hmm. And the king is, he's done. He's ready to move on. And he's yeah. like, you're free to go, Reese. Your friend's poison is gone. The wings on the other, I'm afraid, are a bit of a mess. Ugh. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. And Feyre starts yelling down the bond at Reese. Don't fight it. Don't say anything, I begged him, as Reese mm-hmm. reached his brothers. Take my sisters. The wards are down. I'm like, we don't know if he, yeah, we don't think he's getting, I don't know if he's getting these or not. Um, we don't know. Oh, that's so stressful. And Cassian and Moore and Az are looking at Farah. Farah's looking at them. Their faces are bloody and cold and enraged. But here we go, guys. But beneath them, I knew it was love beneath them. They understood the tears that rolled down my face as I silently said, goodbye. Mm. I told you this whole chapter just sucks. It does suck. It, whole it's section a, it does. sucks. It's a sit here with your tissues and boo hoo hoo. And that's if you're lucky and that's all you have to do. I ugly cry people. So it was, it was bad. Yeah. yeah. More winnows over grabs Nesta and Elaine, mm. pushes Lucian out of the way and vanishes yeah yeah so i'm thinking reese was getting the message yeah i don't know it's not explicitly said if reese is getting the message or if more is just picking up on what favor is putting down and more is trying to kind of get reese to know because we don't know if if reese is hearing down the bond or not but we also know that he's like emotionally you know scarred at the moment Yeah. yeah so uh, I think more kind of is like, yo, my dude, look, I am winnowing. We can get the fuck out now. Yep. Yep. And Lucian starts yelling, yelling, uh, Reese grabs Azrael and Cassian and he goes, poof. Yep. And the king suddenly is like, wait, what the fuck? All pissed off. He's mad at Jurian for not grabbing her sisters. Mm-hmm. And then he wants to know what the hell happened to the castle wards. Fairy took him out when she kind of went late, late, break, break. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. I laugh. Now, during all of this screaming and yelling and chaos, because the night court just went bye bye with her sisters, Fairy says in her internal monologue, There's only silence in my head. Such silence where there had once been dark laughter and wicked amusement, a wind blasted wasteland. Mm. Mm. 
man this is like it hurts it yeah hurts. lucian's freaking out and as, screaming as Bring a her mate back. does <laughs> as a mate does Pamela's ignoring him the king's ignoring him Sophia ignores him she continues playing her part and she thanks the king for breaking the bond aka the bargain and he looks at the queens at this point he's like okay we'll begin yeah he's ready to get on with this like he's done he wants to get on with this yeah he got dinner plans yeah and the queens literally just suddenly start jostling and fighting each other to see who's going to go into the bathtub first right <laughs> the bathtub aka the cauldron but it's yeah. as big as a bathtub so yeah go in first just to stir the pot durian Lu- comes over and he, he looks at lucian just to be an ass because during right? he's such a prick and during all of this craziness and the fighting and everything he's laughing and he looks at lucian and he's like well do you know what illyrians do to pretty females He's like, there's not going to be a mate left when you get to her. Not one that's useful. <laughs> Jesus, Jeremy, you're a prick. <laughs> okay, but I'm sorry. It's like you said, this is not for little ears, so I don't even feel bad about this. Um, I just had to laugh because I feel like there's what Jurian's like saying, which is the words that are coming out of his mouth. And then mm-hmm. I think there's what Jurian's trying to say, which is, I mean, I'm just saying, like, even if she wanted to come back, if she, you know, hangs out with the Illyrians long enough, like, you know, wingspans are a thing. So I don't, I don't think you're going to cut cut it no more, my, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like, I have a bad, I have bad news for you, Lucian. Once you go Illyrian, you don't go back. <laughs> Oh my. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's so awkward when he says you won't have a mate left. What are they gonna do? Eat her? Like Jesus Christ. I mean, she's not gonna be dinner. They're not to our knowledge, they don't eat other fae. So I don't understand. Like, what could he possibly well right? So what could he possibly mean if he doesn't mean what we're saying? At least not that way. Anyway. Um. See, see, you went there too. It ain't just me. They went there. Guys, it's my temper. What do you expect? Uh, Right. What do you expect? Uh, Carry on. (laughs) So Lucian, Lucian just kind of growls at at Jurian. And (laughs) Tamlin grabs onto Farrah's shoulders. Then it says, Lucian spun toward me and that metal eye whirred and narrowed. Centuries of cultivated reason clicked into place. I was not panicking at my sister's being taken. I said quietly, we will get her back. But Lucian was watching me warily. Too warily. He ain't ain't no stoop. Mm -mm. And I said to Tamlin, take me home. And suddenly the king is like, stops well, everything. Yeah, he's like, he's like wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up. Where is it? Where is it? It's like the book of breathing. It was here. And she's like, your mistake. <laughs> yep. 
Womp womp. And it says in here, the entire castle shuddered as he realized I had not been holding it in my jacket. No, and remember, I even made sure I mentioned that where I was like, and then Reese winnowed in and he was like, I'm going to take this and put it in my pocket. <laughs> That's right. He <laughs> took it back. Yeah. So, of course, then then the king gets really pissy and he looks at Tamlin and he's like, when the book is here and retrieved, I expect your present. <laughs> Whoops. Well, and suddenly, suddenly Tamlin is getting ready to winnow them out. And I love how she says, readying us to winnow away through the wards they had no inkling that I had smashed apart. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we just rely on everybody being hella stupid. Yes. But Feyre does get to get a little bit back in on both Jurian and the king. And just before they leave, looks at them both and says, I will light your, and and she looks at the queens too, and says, Mm -hmm. I will light your pyres myself for what you did to my sisters. And poof, they go, bye-bye. Say, Mm. bye-bye. And that's the end of the chapter. Mm. And then the book does a wild thing. It does a really wild thing. Suddenly, for the first time ever, the person in chapter 68 who's talking is Reese. Which is scepters from um, his point of view. And it's really like if you're reading this for the first time, I recommend putting the book down for like 10 minutes, go to the bathroom, get a cup of coffee, do something, come back. Because otherwise, no matter how many times you remind yourself that Reese is the one talking, it's really confusing. <laughs> yes. So like walk away for a minute and come back and be like, oh, Reese is talking and it'll go a lot better. So chapter 68, Kelsey and I have, have talked about this, you guys, and, and 68 and 69, because of the way they're laid out, we're, we're going to kind of just do these together. Oh, I thought you were going to say, because we talked about this, please hear Tom Ellis's voice in your head. For 68. Well, yes, Tom Ellis's <laughs> voice would be totally perfect here. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> what you were gonna say and i was like oh oh no yours is smarter than mine (laughs) (laughs) well how tom ellis's voice would be absolutely perfect in this i can totally see this being tom now so just relish in that just if you have to read the shitty things that happen in this book the least you can do for yourself is hear tom ellis's voice in your head for this chapter (laughs) as we stand yes (laughs) as we stand so reese gets back to the townhouse from Highburn with Cassian and Azrael, both passed out cold, bleeding. Amron's there. She's looking at both of them and she's like, fuck. Because <laughs> she yeah. can't fix both of them. She's good, but she can't fix both yeah. of them. They're going to have to get a healer here. Yeah. And even Reese acknowledges that, you know, we're going to need a real healer for each of them and fast because if Cassian lost those wings, he'd prefer death mm. as any Illyrian would. The first question out of Amron's mouth isn't what happened Mm-mm. or or anything else. The first question out of Amron's mouth is, where is she? Yeah. Yeah. I and I love that because like Kim and I were talking offline about this. This is such a weird chapter because Amron just kind of keeps throwing out there she's just like well where is she like what are we like what's going on what's happening and it's because you kind of forget when you're reading you're like reading so fast and you're just like sucking up the content and you forget that like nobody thought this is how this was going to go we thought they were just suddenly exactly. like everything was going to work out and they were going to win a home and everything was going to be great and when that doesn't happen and they come home and favorite isn't there 
Amron is the only one who didn't get to see in real time what happened. Exactly. Everybody else, even though they are like traumatized and they are like physically injured, they have had a few minutes to To accept and process what Feyre has chosen to do for them. But Amron doesn't get that. All Amron knows is that they came home and she is not with them. That's right. Feyre is not there. She's missing. And of course, Moore's not there. So he realizes Moore is wherever she went to take the girls to be safe. Right. And he's like trying to get the damn book out of his hands. He's like, get it out of here. Of course, Amron's ignoring him because she's a little bit more focused on trying to heal the boys. Well, and she asked, where is she? Three times. She says it three times. Where is she? Where is she? And then finally she just snaps. Where is she? Well, but the second time she snaps, uh, the third time she snaps, I mean, yeah, um, you know, Moore has just suddenly windowed into the house and she's suddenly over right Azrael. And she's trying to take care of Azrael ripping the arrow out. Right. Which I guess also and- is probably why she snaps, because if there was any part of her thought that maybe she was with Moore, well, we know that's not true now. Right. Right. We do. We totally know that's not true. And of course, now, now, now she's completely losing her shit and screaming. Yeah. And Reese's internal monologue is, I couldn't bring myself to say the words. So Moore says them for me. In fairness, she does a really succinct job of explaining this. Yeah. She's like, Camelon offered the king passage through his lands in exchange for trapping Feyre, breaking her bond, and getting her to bring and bringing her back to the spring court. Ianthe betrayed Tamlin, told the king where to find Feyre's sisters, and so the king had her sisters brought with the queens to prove that he could make the queens immortal. He threw the two girls in the cauldron, and we could do nothing as they returned. Also, also, I feel like I said this at one point when we were talking about Akatar. Sometimes we just have lines in here that feel like they come out of left field because we had all of those lines where Lucia would be like, you got balls, Vera. And we're like, what the fuck? Well, Moore now does the same thing. And she says, we could do nothing as they returned. He had us by the balls. Literally. No, I mean, I don't care how many different, I don't care how many different ways we try to use balls in this book. It never works. It, it doesn't. Every time. It's just not the right vernacular. It's just not. It's <laughs> a little too modern. It is. It makes me laugh every time, but truly I need a laugh at this point. So I'll take it. True. But Reese says, because Amarin's about to lose her shiznits here, yeah. people. Like, yeah. And the, do you really want a really pissed off 15,000-year-old ancient <laughs> little one? No. Yeah, probs not. And he's like, we were out of options. Feyre knew it. She pretended to free herself from control that the Tamlin thought I had her under. That I had kept on her mind. She pretended that she hated us and told him she'd go home but only if the killing stopped if we went free and it's that had to suck yeah i mean not only does that suck but then it's interesting 
because Amron's clearly trying to like put this all together because she says, and the bond and more right. like, she asked the King to break the bond and he obliged. And Amron's like, right. But that's impossible. That sort of bond cannot be broken. And it's like, right. That's what we've been saying the whole time. And like, where are I even fucking like from Parthian? And we kind of understood that. So Amron, I think that's why she's kind of like spelling it out for us. Cause Amron's like, okay, great. But what you're telling me isn't making a whole lot of sense because she is saying that she's thinking what you and I have said, which is, so you're telling me everybody's so stupid that they believe this. Yeah. Because she's like, well, but that's impossible. That's where a bond can't she's be like, broken. The bond cannot be broken. Right. And Moore's like, and, well, the king said he could do it. <laughs> and she's like, no, it cannot be. And Reese is like, you're right. It can't. Yeah. Yes. I just like that Amron literally says, well, the king is a fool. <laughs> and both of them are suddenly like, what? Wait, what? Yeah, because Amron's like, okay, now I'm confused. So you knew this. I knew this. I guess the king don't know this. Like, what? what? I'm not. confused. And Moore's like, wait, what? <laughs> and he says, the king broke the bargain between us. Hard to do. But he couldn't tell that it wasn't the mating bond. And of course, then Moore's like, wait, but does favor now? And he's like, yes. And now my maid is in our enemy's hands. <laughs> and then, of course, Amron's like, get her. Yeah. Go get yeah. her. Amron's like, go get her right now. <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> and they're like, the hell? All right, my cat just kind of like growled. <laughs> and you're like, what? She's yeah. like, ah. Okay. See? Even even my cat is like, no. <laughs> you know, he's Reese is really struggling. His mate is not there. She yeah. sacrificed herself so that they could get the hell out of there, right? Yeah. Get our sisters out of there. Cassian and Azrael are bleeding out, unconscious. He's being yelled at by both Moore and Amory. I know. I'd say bad day (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah and he tries to explain it because he kind of says like didn't you hear which like she she kind of tried to tell you weren't you listening to what favor said to him she promised to destroy him from within so like she's going to destroy the spring court (laughs) and and then more clicks in at least and says yeah she's going into that house to take him down to take them all down and reese is like she's now a spy with the direct line to me what Highburn does, what his plans are, she'll know and report back. But I think it's interesting because Amrin is still pissed about this plan. Absolutely. Because Amrin's like, she's your mate, not your spy. Go get her. And I just think that's really interesting coming from Amrin because we know that Amrin doesn't like without going on like a whole tangent amarin is probably the least human of them all if you will you know what i mean she probably experiences the least range of like human like emotions and so for her to be looking at this situation and basically saying this is complete insanity that you think that you think that either of you are going to be able to like pull this off being that your mates like no go fucking get her you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i just think that that's wild because we know that amron like not to sound terrible but it's like we, we know that amron has no idea what that feels like <laughs> right you know and so it's like well that's wild that out of all of them she's the one that's like she's the one 
no, like, stop it. <laughs> Go get her. Go get her now. She's being the mom. Um, yeah, yeah. It's she a thousand, really thousand percent. Mom. Yeah. This is beautiful because what Reese says next, oh, I love it. He goes, she is my mate and my spy, he said to quietly. And she is high lady of the night court. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> and more, said, more just goes, what? What? <laughs> and so now you know he's he's reaching down the bond to kind of poke at Thera and I love you baby I miss you yeah yeah he doesn't really poke straight down it he just says that like he kind of like reaches and caresses down yeah because he kind of just how does he describe it he says that like between us lay a whisper of color and joy of light and shadow a whisper of her our bond like it doesn't say anything specific. He just kind of is like, oh, thank God it's still there. <laughs> that bond now hidden deep, deep within yeah. us. Yeah. So, I mean, they, yeah. they. But then this is so then... fucked up. Like, it just really, like I said, just relies on them being stupid as hell. Because, Tim, what did they fail to fucking do? If they had removed her other glove, they would have seen the second tattoo on her right arm, the twin to the other, inked last night when we crept out, found a priestess, and I swore her in as my high lady. Well, yeah, of course, which I'm is like, like, wait, wait, yeah. not consort and not wife, high lady. And like he says, he like confirmed that, not consort, not wife, favorite is high lady of the night court. Then internally, he says what I actually think is like more adorable. My equal in every way, she would wear my crown, sit on a throne beside me, never sidelined, never designated to breeding and parties and child rearing. My queen. Which is adorable. And I guess, I guess she sort of senses this like moment of pride he's having because he says there's like this little like glimmer down the bond, just like a temporary moment, like, yeah, that she must be kind of thinking the same thing on the other end right now. Yes. And of course, then my more is like, wait a minute, you mean to tell me my high ladies are surrounded by my enemies? <laughs> right, right. After everything they went through with Reese with the Amarantha, this is not the brightest thing. Yeah, they're like, wait the fuck, I'm like, hold on, stop. You're <laughs> gonna some really pissed off people here. To oh boy, with. yeah. Oh boy. Oh hell yeah. And I love how he explains it. He goes, Your high lady made a sacrifice for her court, and we will move when the time is right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he makes an interesting observation, which is with Lucian being Elaine's mate, it would probably end up being to their benefit. And oh, he could probably oh, yeah. help to some degree. Oh, yeah. And Amarin is still pissed about this whole thing and about being put in the dark for this whole like plan. And she says, until then, what of the cauldron of the book? And Reese is like, well, until then, we go to war. <laughs> Which, like, really feels like the end of the book to me, but then it's fucking not. Because <laughs> that's the end of the chapter, though. Yeah, but it feels like the end of the book. And then it's like, oh, it wait, does. no, one more chapter from Feyre again. Bomp, bomp, rewind. So now it's like these two chapters run at the same time. So now we yes. get at the same, that same, you know, whatever, 15 minutes we now get what was happening to Pharaoh at like that time. Yes, in spring court. So yeah. chapter 69, the last chapter of the book is from Pharaoh's point of view again. 
Mm-hmm. And they're in the spring court. She says, Tamla landed us in the gravel of the front drive. Yep. And she, she like I said, she deserves fucking like awards, trophies here. This is, this is her EGOT moment, man. Like, yeah. this, this little bit is her EGOT. Because she says she like smiled, even though she's like crying. She's got like a throbbing headache, right? She's like, I thought I'd never see it again. Hamlin is such an idiot. He really is. <laughs> yeah. His hubris is out of control, people. But it's like wild because he like, I guess is staring at her like he can't believe what's happening. He's like, I thought you would never either. And then internally though, because externally she's like, I thought I'd never see it again. And then internally she's like, and you sold us out, sold out every innocent in this land for that. Also, you could have me back. Be back. Love Jackass. was a bomb as much as it was a prison. <laughs> a poison. Oh, yes, a poison. Hey, it is a poison. Well, it's a prison too, but it it's gonna be, it's gonna be for Tamlin. Anyway. <laughs> yes, it is. What a fucking nightmare. <laughs> but I love how she says it was love the burden in my chest, right alongside the bond that the King Highburn hadn't so much as touched. Because he hadn't known how deep and how far he'd have to delve to cleave it, to cleave me and resand apart. (laughs) But then that next paragraph too, I just love because it it keeps coming back to what we've said this whole book where like it was like everything between them was always like a game where she says Mm -hmm. it had hurt, hurt like hell to have that bargain between us ended and Reese had done his job perfectly. His horror flawless we had always been so good at playing together. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> like we've been saying that for the whole fucking book. <laughs> exactly. And then, yeah, we just like acknowledge that like on her end too, she kind of feels that moment where like, they're both like, I guess, you know, yes. just like, I love you down yeah, the bond, but like not saying anything, but they're just like, yes. <laughs> touchy, touchy. <laughs> but of course tickle, tickle, I'm any- here. <laughs> But of course, you know, she can't let any of that be seen by Camlin right. or Lucian. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, then she's like, it feels like some kind of a, a dream or a nightmare. And I remembered you. And when I saw you there today, I started clawing at it, fighting. I knew it had to be my only chance. <laughs> Lucian's like, the fuck? How'd you break free? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, Lu- Lucian's like, Lucian? this is... You are full of shit, my lady. <laughs> yeah, Lucian, Lucian is not buying this no. at all. No. no. Not at all. Tamla being the idiot that he is, is growling at Lucian like back the fuck off. Right. Such an I was like, you're idiot. so dumb. So dumb. And so they're doing so Tamlin's doing the whole like you hurt. No, I think I'm okay, kind of bullshit. You know, and, and then he starts like asking questions and she's just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember things. And Lucian's eye is like going wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so bad. And then again, like she's externally saying so much fucking bullshit. She's going, you're real. You freed me. But like internally, she's like, I want to rip his eyes out. <laughs> Traitor, liar, murderer. And then he... <laughs> He tries, he, he tries to be a feminist for five minutes. He's like, you freed yourself. Like you did it. 
good girl. But yeah. he pat you on the head. Yeah. Such a good girl. But then he does what he always fucking does, which is like walks away. He's like, okay, you rest. I'm gonna go beat up Anthony. And it's like, dude, you better do more than that. Like you should just <laughs> totally obliterate her. But apparently we don't do that here. So she no. says some more bullshit where she's like, no more, no more shutting me out. No more guards, please. I have so much to tell you about them. Bits and pieces. I can help. And it's like, no, really, she just needs you to communicate with her so she has shit to send home. <laughs> so she knows what to tell Reese by what the fuck they're playing in. Oh boy. Oh boy. But her internal monologue is she's she's playing it up with with Tam is hysterical because she's like, help me lead you in the wrong direction and bring you and your court to your knees and take down jury and then there's conniving traitors queens. And then I'm going to tear Ianthe into tiny, tiny pieces and bury him in a pit no one can find. Yeah. And while she's doing all this on the inside and smiling on the outside or whatever, Tamlin is trying to do the whole, we'll start over. It'll be better. You know, very I'm like sorry. A, yeah, abuser language. And this is the thing I have, I have a small bone to pick because what happens is he apologizes. He's like, I've been wrong. So wrong. Thera. I'm sorry. And she says internally, too late too damn late and to me again this feels like a great place to end the book because to me that is very same because that feels so relatable where like somebody apologizes and you're like "Mm -hmm, sure and i feel like that would have been a great place to end the book but but we didn't we still got like two pages left (laughs) for reasons (laughs) and so they do their thing and then lucian's just standing there. Lucian hasn't moved and he's just standing yeah. there watching Farah. And it's like he has he he has dialed in on her and her number and is like, Mm-mm. yeah. And she says, it's like he knew about the second tattoo beneath my glove and the glamour I now kept on it. As if, and I love this line, this is one yeah. of my favorites. They could have let it, they could have left it right here. It could have ended right here. If they didn't end it on the other one, this is where yeah. it could have ended, which is as if he knew they had let a fox into a chicken coop and he could do nothing. Oh! But we're still not done. Yeah, we're still not done because now we're just going to like remind ourselves that he's Elaine's mate and that's probably why he's keeping his mouth shut. And it's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then, and then we get the actual last line, <laughs> which is good, but not it's as good. good. Which is Tamlin unwittingly led the High Lady of the Night Court to the heart of his territory. And that's been highlighted like 5,000 times and I just really don't think it's that special. <laughs> no. But it's a good plot point. <laughs> it is. And holy shit, guys, that's the last line of the book. We are We're done. done with Akamath. No! Holy crapola. So let's just breathe for a second. Okay. Do you feel centered? Are you are you ready to to take a minute and talk about happy things? Are we are we ready to to, to talk to Kara for a minute? <laughs> yes, please. Okay, smoky. I, I am wrong. Ow. Agreed. I'm ready to do something fun, like give some shit away. <laughs> As we promised. Kara has backed the visit, and we're going to announce our winners for the Saving Prithian contest for both Massive Fans Podcast and for um, our Valkyrie uh, Warriors. So, hi, Kara. 
Welcome back. Yes, hello, hi. hello, hello again. How are you guys today? Good. We're so good. We love We're when excited. you join us. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Um, so how are we feeling after the challenge month? Thor. <laughs> yeah, it'll get yeah. you, right? Yeah, literally. I was like, fine, 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 fine. And then the last two days, like the next day, I was like, wow, I'm really glad the month is over. I'm dying. Yeah. You need that, you need that rest after it. It's crazy. September was September was interesting for, for sure. Was. And then uh we have an, a whole new batch of girls that have come in recently. So a lot of yes. us are in October either redoing the Reaching Ramiel and Saving Prithian or taking it on for the first time. Um, I'm, I'm, so doing, got, I'm gonna earn my wings, man. I'm there you go. That's, that's what I'm doing. And also I had to point out to somebody, I was like, it really paid off that uh reaching Ramiel is 30 days and there's 31 days in October. So the day like October 1st, I just lounged around and was like, I'm dying. Yeah. It's fine. Uh-huh. I'll start tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. You got yourself that one extra day to just like yeah, hang on. Was, we're gonna, I was like, we're gonna breathe. Gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah. And the joy of like reaching Ramiel is your body adjusts to it pretty quickly. So yes. you won't, you mm-hmm. won't have so many, oh my God, days. The mm-hmm. first couple one, the, fir- the first like For week sure. and a half, I want to say is brutal. And I've done like this 30 day challenge at least 30 times in my life when it came to like squats. And every time sure. I do it, I'm like, why, why did I just do this? What just happened? <laughs> but know. at the end of the 30 days, I'm like, this was amazing. I'm like, when you think about it, you're like, that was so easy. And the results I am very happy with. So right. and it, it's very big on like building the routine too, which helps, which is why like, um, Reaching Ramiel was the first thing we did to see if people could stick to the 30 days sure. and creating their routine and the lifestyle. Absolutely. And when they absolutely nailed it the first time, that's when Saving Prithian started going to development. And as you saw, Saving Prithian is, is much different. You have 10 different workouts and it, it encompasses your whole body when there's rest days and stuff. Um, so I really like how, I guess, how it all of the warriors took on each challenge in their own ways, mm-hmm. how they like exactly modifications that they had to do, how they broke up the sets of the hundred different things. Mm-hmm. So you've got a, a, well, thousands of people at this point doing the same exact workout, but a little bit different. So everybody and- was still able to do it together and hype each other up and be mm-hmm. in the same experience. Exactly. And you're basically still doing the same workout, but some people instead of doing a squat are doing a glute bridge, you know what I mean? Right. Well, and that's what I thought was so interesting was coming into October and planning on, you know, do, you know, earning my wings this month. There was another girl in there who said, who was thinking the same way I was and said, look, I'm only X number of weeks postpartum. I can't be doing a hundred crunches. What right. could I do a hundred of instead? And so she and I both looked up a bunch of articles about like, what is okay postpartum? Uh-huh. What can you do a hundred of? And so she and I were like, oh, maybe we could do this or we could do that. Or maybe right. we go back and forth between two of them, do a week exactly. of this and then switch it. And so it's like, yep. you know, you're going to do a hundred of something, but as long as it exactly and even like me with the 100 sit-ups like when we did reach criminal the first time we did live workouts a lot and i we we would have our 100 and i'm like listen i know not everybody is doing sit-ups so my first 25 sets will do sit-ups my next 25 will do crunches my next 25 will do glute bridges my next 25 will do reverse crunches so i show you four different options because the basic thing is like do a hundred of one core exercise that's yep. the goal for this day. And if you want to switch it up, you totally can because muscle confusion is good, but you don't have to. Exactly. And the squats, there's so many different ways to do a squat. Like 
I right. for sumo squats for my knees and my hips Same. where like some people will squat traditionally with their feet right underneath of their, like their shoulders and their hips. I like to spread it out. Most females feel more comfortable in a sumo squat sure. than a regular squat. So mm-hmm. there's no reason not to do that. Plus all of us want that inner thigh to get hit. And that's what a sumo mm-hmm. squat does. Right. Um, exactly. And then the, the, the planks are just my least favorite thing in my entire existence of life. Well, and depending on your postpartum situation, I was reading that you can't like, plank. I can do planks, but some yeah. can't. And I said, uh-huh. so we looked at it and we said, what if you switch back and forth and you did some planks and some uh, wall sits? Because a, right. a wall sit is another thing that you can do that's 60 seconds yep. and still works like a whole body. Oh, but absolutely. It's <laughs> and it's, out, it's really about that isolated hold, you yep. know yeah. what I mean? And when it's like postpartum, like that's a medical thing. And then like, just like we had between postpartum, other medical conditions and such. If you have a messed up shoulder, you're not doing 31 minute planks in a month. You know what I mean? Like for me, like the planks don't bother my core. They bother my shoulder. (laughs) So it's like, it's, I'm like, listen, my stomach is fine here, guys. It's my upper body that is not happy. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can, I like, you try to like cheat and push yourself into a downward dog for a second to stretch out your shoulders. (laughs) I'm like, it doesn't count. I'm still in the same position. We're good. We're good. We're good. But like, if you've got the shoulder injury, you're not doing that. But a wall sit, absolutely have at it. A hundred percent. Exactly. Exactly. And then just like the overwhelming support everybody has for one another. Like September was a rough month for a lot of people. And it was, Mm -hmm. it was so good to see all everybody come at, come to like, come to arms basically and be like, it's fine. No bad days. You've got this start again tomorrow. Next month's another month. So it's just, it's crazy how it's grown and how everybody is with one another. Cause you don't mm-hmm. really expect to see like, you don't actually see the good in humanity as often these days, but you see it in the group. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, cool. And real quick, before we pull these names, uh, the only other funny challenge I've seen floating around, do you want to talk about uh, trying to build up to a six minute plank real quick? Oh my God. Cat versus Cassian. <laughs> The best thing on the web right now. It It really really, is. I'm like, the only thing keeping me alive during this plank is watching her talk shit. And it's my favorite. Like, I'm like, I bet you I could do a six minute plank if I just sit there and scroll through her videos while I'm doing it. Because I'll be, I'll I'll actually, I'll probably be laughing and it might be problematic. But it's the, honestly, I mean, like, I love Kat. Like, she's my bestie here. But she's also one of, like, the funniest creators out there right now. And I'm so pumped that her, like, book boyfriend bar fight has blown up. And then, like... It, it from that it went into like going after Cassian which is hilarious to me and then I've got like so many head cannons of like other creators that people think are Cassian I'm like yeah but how funny exactly. would it be if she started challenging these random creators I know like oh you think you're Cassian drop and plank can you plank longer than me because if not you're not Cassian <laughs> Like, I know I cannot I know. wait to see like, how it develops and everything else. And it's crazy because like um, her and Susan are probably going to hit that six minute plank before anybody. And I'm at like a minute and a half and I want to punch walls. So, yes, I was pretty impressed. So the other day, uh, that last plank that we needed for, I guess, like I did the prison holds. Um, yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to see, I'm going to do this last one see how long I can do. I can already do about two minutes. So I think there if I try go. really hard, I think I could build up. I think if I you can push beat through Cassian the struggle. if I try. <laughs> I agree. I agree. You listen, you push out a child. I bet you could. <laughs> Shit. But it's oh, like, yeah, that's I, I tell people, I'm like, it's, once it's, you pushed a kid out of your body, everything else is relevant. Everything else is easy, man. Come on. <laughs> and it, it's funny because like, I think about it all the time. It's like, I have a mental problem with planks. I swear to God, like mm-hmm. as soon as I know, 
Like as soon as I know I hit a minute, I'm like, I can drop a knee whenever I want. And as soon as I do that, it's over. My body's like, we're yep. done. We don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, I would rather do a hundred more squats than plank any longer. <laughs> so I need to get that like out of my head. And I'm going to do exactly what I said I'm going to do. I'm going to watch all of Kat's book boyfriend bar fights while I plank and not look at the timer and see, yes. see how, far how long you make it. Because if I, I get out it. of my head, if I get out of my head, I think I'll be okay. Like, but as soon as I'm like, go. oh, I just hit a minute and a half. I don't have to do this anymore. I'm like, yeah, nope, we're done. I don't even get into the like cursing at myself and shaking. I, I'm just like, nah, we're over this. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, I give I give everybody so much credit on that. I'm like, I will do literally any other. I will do a hundred burpees. Please don't make me blank. <laughs> There you go. Well, <laughs> on that note, I will link to uh, her TikTok video in the like the yes. first one where she mentioned she definitely link that, to Kat. Yeah, I'll link to Cat in the in the uh, show notes because basically, long story short, she ran across that line where Cassian says something about doing a six minute plank, and she was like, "I feel like six minutes isn't that long. I feel like if I worked up to <laughs> yeah. it, I could beat Cassian. Like I uh-huh. feel like I could plank longer than six minutes. So now she's on a mission to plank longer than six minutes, and a lot of us are coming with her. So." <laughs> It's the best. I think she's up to like, I think she's up to like two and a half at this point. I think she is. Yeah. And it's like, it it really hasn't taken her that long. So I'm like, I feel like you're going to like outdo this six minutes faster than we expected. (laughs) Exactly. So should be a good time. Yeah. I can't wait. Well, we are pulling Yes, we're picking two because there are two different winners. There will be a winner of the uh, giveaway from Massive Fans, which is the Archer on Sister scrunchies from Fable Bands. So that's super fun. And then we will also pull a giveaway winner for Books and Barbells. Kara, what are they going to (laughs) get? You're going to get stickers and a either tank top or t-shirt of your choice from my Redbubble. So um, the best way is like, I guess, Instagram DMs. We can figure out what you want from the shop and I can get your address, send it your way and all that stuff. Perfect. Awesome. And we'll do the same thing that either Instagram or Facebook, or you can email us just, we'll have the way for you to reach us in the yeah. uh, social posts that we will put up this week with the winners as well. That's so right. if you're listening, perfect, you're, perfect. Might be, you might be finding out the winners ahead of time, but otherwise on Tuesday, that'll be the fifth on Tuesday, the fifth, we will cute, uh, post cute, the winners cute. online. So if you listen while this drops on the fourth, then you already know who the winners are. But if you wait till the fifth, you'll see it on social media and you can reach out to us with your addresses that way. That's right. All righty. We had 188 entries between all of the different ways that people could enter. So we are going to put awesome. in the name picker. All right. So Let's this go. first one, this first one will be for books and barbells for the uh, red bubble Skips. t-shirt and stickers <laughs> yeah t-shirt and stickers <laughs> all right and we are picking a name go little computer go where are lexi we? pulling Ooh. yes that's awesome i go. actually i know exactly who lexi is too and she totally deserves this she is yes ass in she all has. of the challenges she has she posts yes. all of the time about updates and everything else i love that she does a different braided hairstyle every day I know (laughs) I give her so much credit. I'm like, my shoulders hurt when I put my hair in a ponytail. So it's funny. Like I'm like the personal trainer here and I'm like, I hate physical activity. I'm kidding. I really do love it (laughs) half the time, but my shoulders are miserable, (laughs) but it's awesome. She really deserves this. So I'm pumped. I already know how to get in contact with her. So there we go. I won't won't spoil anything. (laughs) I won't, I won't spoil anything. I'll wait till Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And we're going to pick now for the massive fans. All right. 
Let's do this. Go, little computer. Okay, Ooh. I'm going to really mess up your name and I'm sorry. Yeah. Your last name is Spence. I got that. I can do that. Okay, I think it's Tara Morney Spence. I think that, well, that sounds right. I think, it, I think that right. might be right. That cool beans. Right. If we butchered your name, I'm so sorry. But you won! Yay! <laughs> Congratulations! So, yes. So, super exciting. We will uh, post uh, both of our like information on Facebook and Instagram so you can reach out and we will get your stuff to you. Very exciting. Can't wait. Yes. Can't wait. <laughs> and I hope you all had a good time hanging out with us this month. I'm sure there will be many more opportunities to work out with us. We will continue to uh, hang out with books and barbells every now and then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We need a proper like book discussion day. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And I for sure. You, you, you still haven't read Throne a Glass yet. So when it, when you read that, we need to have a crossover discussion also. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. So we, I will, feel like we will get there. Once, <laughs> once you get into the, the next series, you're going to be like, wait the fuck one minute. Like, it's like, I read Throne of Glass first. And while reading Akitar, I was like, hold up. And everybody wants to tell me that she doesn't like crossovers. Pa -ha! Pa -ha! Exactly. <laughs> And then if you read Crescent City, you already- Oh, don't like, even get me hello. started there. I wasn't even going to try to complicate things, but oh my God. Did you see the, the new Crescent City cover makes yes. me feel all, yes. all sorts of ways. There's so many things on that cover that make me squeal. Like, oh my, I can't. I'm going to spoil things for people. So I'm going to stop talking. I know. But, it's so exciting. <laughs> I'm oh so my pumped. gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us. We had such a good time. Yes, yes, it's been an absolute pleasure as always, ladies. I cannot wait to chat with you again. And hopefully we uh, we see you in November for our next challenge, which we are currently developing. But Ooh, as I said, yeah. as I said, a lot of us are either reclimbing the mountain or patrolling Prithian with one of our challenges in October, either just to stay in shape or to try and get a higher rank or wings. So it's not too late to join the fun. I'm sure all of the links will be available everywhere. Yes. <laughs> all over the places. <laughs> yes. I love it. All I love it. All right. Well, we will be back in touch soon. And uh, real quick before everybody leaves, Kim, I think you have a song list for us. Yes. <laughs> to Ooh. wrap up the book. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, people. The end of Akamath. Woo. All right, oh, man. Me. We have 12 songs, but it's spelled, it, this is spread out over the last two episodes. So here we go. Oh, okay. So enjoy, Kara, because I expect you're going to get some giggles because I know Kelsey yeah. and I have laughed. Okay. I think Kim, carry on. <laughs> no problem. So here we go. 12 songs, six per episode if you want to split it up that way. The first song is Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins when they're on their way to Highburn, which I just thought was kind of funny. I was like, they're, they're going into a bad place. So, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, you know, what can I say? You get a beautiful image, if you've seen the movie Top Gun, of, of these yes, beautiful boys playing absolutely. volleyball on the beach. And I'm all about fantastic. that. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> God, Maverick. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I'm a goose girl, so, you know, it's okay. Oh, that's awesome. That, that works out well for us. <laughs> I'm a goose girl. <laughs> we don't have to share then. No. Um, the second song, as I referenced earlier in, in the last podcast episode, is Take Me Home Country Roads by John Denver. Um, heard the book, literally talking yes. about home. Yeah. So we're, um, 
So we're going to go there because it was just kind of a funny haha. Like the book keeps talking about being home. So I, I had to go there. I mean, it's accurate. <laughs> it is. It is kind of accurate. What can I say? So the third song is You'll Be Back from Hamilton. <laughs> because it has, you'll, yes, it's just because yeah. you'll die if you think about it too hard. I mean, I did. <laughs> you know, Tamlin DeFerro, when he shows up in yeah. the third room, you'll be back. You'll be back. <laughs> oh, God. I'm horrible. What can I tell you, people? I'm horrible. All right. So, song four is Timber by Pitbull and Kesha. It's basically what happens when all the shit goes down in the throne room. <laughs> yeah. It's kind well, of appropriate. It oh, holy shit. Here we go. Um, the, the song after that is If I Had a Heart, the Vikings intro Ooh, theme song. I love that song. When yes, me too. I love I love the show. Um, yeah, and it, same. Ivar forever. Yes. <laughs> um, and and it's basically for when Elaine and Esta like first come into the throne room and go into the mm. cauldron. So when Elaine goes in, it's kind of you know, and they're fighting with yeah. Nesta. And then the next after that is the violence from Asking Alexandra. Kind of right okay. after that to go. Same. That's that's up my alley. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, I found it on one of your playlists. Yeah, that makes (laughs) sense. Yes! (laughs) Makes sense. Love it. And then, so the next one, we're going back to Broadway. And um, y'all just have to bear with me, but um, (laughs) it's Light of the World from Godspell. And it's literally for when Feyre lets her light shine and she literally dismantles the wards uh, Mm -hmm. in the castle. Um, If you don't know the song, it's 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 cute but yeah we're going there um after that it's take me home tonight by eddie money and it's favorite to tamlin which she's like hey, yo. <laughs> oh, God. i have so much fun doing this um then <laughs> we have sunday bloody sunday when <laughs> when reese is back in valaris with the boys mm-hmm. and they're unconscious and bleeding like crazy and Anyway, just you know, yeah. ruining the carpet. Yeah, bleeding <laughs> everywhere, like all over do. the carpet. Yeah, you know. it's a Hades. You know. It's a Hades line. You're it really is. <laughs> I feel like Hades in every book I've read is really anal retentive about his carpets. Yes. Yes. Why is that? Why is he always OCD thing? in every book? Why does everybody think Hades is so obsessive compulsive? <laughs> no, but it's it's oh concerning. I really oh, it's like a an amazing headcanon that everybody seems to have it's like Hades himself is like listen if you're gonna write about me I demand you get some things correct exactly (laughs) I love it I love it Uh, correct song 10 is you give love a bad name by Ponchovi okay (laughs) and appropriate appropriate very appropriate because that's how how Tara feels about Tamlin (laughs) yeah Thanks for um, ignoring my nightmares, douchebag. <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you, you did. Tam, Tamlin's a bit of a douche canoe. And well, oh, yeah. <laughs> love a bad name is such a good. Yeah, that's Tamlin. <laughs> so song 11 is uh, What I Lie to You by the Arrhythmics. And it's favorite of Tamlin. You know, life is perfect. They're at the fa- spring court. I wouldn't lie to you. I, I just so love much. that nobody took off her glove. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's everybody's an idiot. They took off I, the left glove. Yeah, like we're still you, like 
we're gonna you know leave this on Michael Jackson style. Cool. Okay. Yeah. If you listen to this whole episode, pretty much it was just me pointing out that the only reason the end of this book works is because everyone's a dumbass. It's a dumbass. If you, yeah. yeah. Like it, this, the end of this book relies on the King of Hybern and Tamlin both being like big ass, like dumb old dummies. Yeah. Because otherwise, otherwise none of this would have worked. No. <laughs> and like, what about Lucian's all. magic eye that sees everything, motherfuckers? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And I I think let's not get me started on my Lucian and Hyburn theories right now. <laughs> no, okay. I agree with that. There is I that. I have to go watch football. I can't do this. Yeah, no, that would be bad. Because <laughs> now my brain is going. I'm like, oh, we want to talk theories. Let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm so there. Yeah. Oh, man. So the last song is Fade to Black by Metallica for the very okay. end. Okay. <laughs> okay. As well. <laughs> Mm. yeah because we made a choice why not (laughs) (laughs) so those are are the songs that those are our songs that finish up this book on our playlist love it and and i definitely and i have the last of your tiktoks for this book i'm very excited to say we have just a handful and i'm gonna run through them really quick because they're so fun Uh, all right let's say let's Let's see. Let's see. Uh, we got. Uh, I'm. I'm so bad with these TikTok names. I never know what people oh, are trying to say. I'm I like. Know. I'm sure you're trying to be clever, and I'm sure somebody smarter than me knows. <laughs> I missed the pun here. Means. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah. Shoot. I'm sure somebody else knows. But we've got two from at Jude Greenbrier. We love her. She's got a mm-hmm. great one. Um. She's got two uh, about like Ianthe and and just like the end of Akamath and the you know you you sold out my sisters what yeah. the hell she calls them tank top it's great um, <laughs> so definitely gonna link Love to it. that and then we've got let's see we've got oh Doctor Weep he's one of our new favorites uh, yes. he just like motored through reading the first two books and it's been hilarious to watch his thoughts that's awesome and we, uh, we stand boys that read the books it's so funny exactly. I haven't seen that one but I've seen other it's, ones that do it and I'm like so okay good. he's it's so funny and he, he's got great theories uh, so that's been fun to oh, watch awesome. but mostly I'm just linking to the one that made me laugh out loud he did such a good job he was like this is how I picture the um inner circle boys oh, and God. he just has a hilarious one and i will link to that it made me laugh i was like wow this is lovely um, was awesome <laughs> i was like this is just lovely uh, uh and then we have i believe it's geo who i don't know it's j-e-o-w-h-o but i'm gonna link to this one because it's like an incredibly well done trailer for Akawar. oh that's awesome like it's so good. It's like Feyre at the beginning of Akawar and it's done like a film trailer. And now is it you know, like a I mean, cosplayer or is it like they, yeah. they took video from other stuff? It's like a cosplayer. So oh, that's awesome. it's yeah, it's super awesome. So mm-hmm. we are going to link to that because that's what we're going to cover next. So, you know, you oh, need your little uh, movie trip. Yeah, it's starting November yeah. 1st. So you need your little like movie trailer to get into that. Um, <laughs> But those are our TikToks for this episode. So I'll link to those. And as always, if you guys find hilarious things on the internet you want to share with us, just, uh, you know, tag us or send us links in our email because we love it. <laughs> oh, it's the best. All righty. Well, that, uh, that, that wraps up Agamath, guys. Woo! We do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, we survived. Now we she survived. A, yeah. We survived. Now this. we take a... 
short break uh but but be on the lookout because we do have akamath from the dude's perspective our resident dude will fill you in on his thoughts yes <laughs> they were great they were awesome yes. we've already recorded with him he, oh that's awesome yeah he has uh lots of thoughts so you guys will have to check that out and then yep november one we start akawar so don't go anywhere there we go <laughs> So I think Akawar, I, I can never decide which one's my favorite, but sometimes Akawar is, Akawar is. Yes. Yes. I have a hard time picking a favorite and I do think that it totally it's depends possible. on my mood. Yeah. yeah. It's possible it's Akawar, but. It's never book one, but. No. Uh, it, and it's, it's always never, a toss up between Akamath. It's special. It's yeah. always a toss up between Akamath and Akawar for me. And that I think is- if there are bits and pieces from both. They're like if mm-hmm. I could put it all together, there's I'd have the perfect book. certain scenes from both that you're just like, but it's so good. It has to be yes. the best. Yes. And then yes. like A Court of Silver Flames is my favorite for a totally different reason. Like, right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, for me, it's like a whole different series. We're starting with, the, yeah. with that one because she's yes. branching into adult. She's getting more into like that character development. Yep. The plot is less at the forefront. It's like more behind the scenes nonsense. But yeah, it's a... I, I feel the same thing about the Throne of Glass books, though. There's like yes. two where I'm like, this one's my favorite. No, this one's my favorite. No, this one's my favorite. <laughs> but there's always three that I'm like, no, nah, these are not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We always know what we don't want. <laughs> yeah. Let, that makes it easier, I guess. Very true. Very, very true. All right, guys. This was fun as always. I cannot wait to chat again. Yes. yes. We will all talk soon. Okay. Yes. Well, bye, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>